What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Humble Millennial Podcast. This is the first time I've actually said it. This is also the first time I used this intro, so I hope you guys like it. Um, I'm here with one of my favorite people in the universe, in the whole universe. One of the few people in this world that if I could zap myself into them, I, I would zap it. I would zap into that person. Drew Gonzalez, everybody. <laughs> My guy. I don't even know how to, I don't even know where to begin. Where do I even begin? Yes. Just an unbelievable human being, no. man, a dude that you, you would want to get to know. If you're a dude who is trying to, to, to be all that you can be as a man, um, confident, secure, uh, knows his identity, cares for others, is able to care for others because he's secure in his identity. Drew Gonzalez is one of those guys. He... Uh, he is, I know him as Coach Drew because he's the coach at CrossFit 1510 in China Spring. Uh, shout out to CrossFit 1510, the best CrossFit gym also in the universe. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm just gonna let you introduce yourself, sorry. I, I can do this all day. No, I don't even have much to say, man. He already said it. Uh, Drew Gonzalez, man, from Waco. Uh, my wife is Katie Gonzalez. Um, we've been married, man, it'll be 10 years next week. Come on, oh, congrats! Uh, the goodness of God, right there. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me, man. I'm I'm grateful and I love you. So yeah, I love you too, bro. Yeah. So the reason, again, this podcast, humble millennial. For those who don't know, uh, I'm that millennial, but also at some point there'll be other millennials on here, and it's it's this this concept of, oh shoot, I don't have everything figured out. Uh, I got humbled pretty bad, and so now I'm in search of answers, and so I'm looking for people who I feel like are, have figured some things out, not everything, hmm. but a lot of things. And my goal is to interview dudes that I want to be like, and I think other young men should strive to be like as well. And so I have Drew on here because I think he is one of the best examples of what a man should be like. And he'll be the first one to tell you he's still growing. Amen. But... There's so many things that he does that I want to, to obtain, to get out of his brain and, and to deliver that information to you. Um, so first question, Yeah. you actually are a secure human being. I, I've noticed how you can, you can carry yourself and have all these, these gifts and abilities and talents and things that you could flex, but you don't because you're, you're clearly secure. So. How have you been able to do that? Where, yeah. hey, let me ask you this. Go ahead, yeah. Where does your security come from as a man? It, it all starts, man, if you ever get to talk to me, and uh, you know you know me pretty well at this point, man, it, it all starts with uh, identity and just knowing you know, who I am in Christ, um, knowing that I don't have to like, measure up to anything. Um, like, 1510, first Corinthians 15, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like that's, that's just it. Um, I don't have to strive to do anything. I don't have to work harder. Like he's already given me who I am and made me who I am. Uh, I'm not talking about like earthly possessions, worldly success or any of that, but I mean, his, 
his his thoughts of me are what I meditate on and that keeps me secure because ultimately like he's he's what it's all about you mm-hmm. know and and at, at the end of our lives we stand before him and it's what he thinks about me so if that's where I'm going to get to why not live like that now where mm-hmm. he's all that matters and he's what uh like his thoughts about me are what matter and so I uh I live by that on the daily honestly as best as I can and I uh that ultimately keeps me secure thinking what meditating on what he thinks about me and being secure like and not just even meditating on it but like really believing it you know one thing to know what he thinks about you just because his word says it but it's another thing to like actually believe it mm-hmm. so believing it knowing it in my heart knowing it in my head and then just walking that out being who he's called me to be uh but identity is where it all starts for sure so what i hear you saying is your security comes from what god thinks about you amen yeah yeah absolutely so what does god think about you well, you just look at everything that he puts in his word. Um, number one, he, he loves me. That's that's big. Uh, number two, like, I, I just look at all the things that he calls me, you know. I'm holy, you know. I'm righteous. I'm redeemed. You know, he says I'm blameless and above reproach. Uh, you know, he says he's written my names on the palms of his hands. Uh, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. These are the things that he thinks about me, and these are the things that, like, that I look at and I say, man, how awesome is it that the king of the universe like thinks that about me? And then again, just knowing it, not just like quoting a verse, but mm-hmm. just like, man, like I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like he commands his angels concerning me. Like that's how important I am to him. Mm-hmm. That all feeds into the security that I have, not in myself, not in my abilities, not in anything, but the security that I have in him, knowing who I am in him. Uh, but those are I like a few of the things that he says, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for those who don't know and are not watching on YouTube, Drew is a just a just a beast of a man. No. <laughs> a CrossFit animal. No. And one of the best looking Mexican guys I've ever seen. That is so gosh. Just in an in a very brother brotherly way. Like this is my brother here. Yeah. So when I say that, uh, really good looking dude, ripped, strong. Well, just take anyone in a CrossFit competition, <laughs> except for the ones that he's lost to in the last couple of competitions. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, he owns and runs a gym with his wife. He's a successful businessman building a gym. You have all these successful things. So, you know, if I come to you and say, hey, well, it's easy for you to say, oh, I got my security and confidence from God, but you have all these things. What if I don't have those things? <laughs> Bro, all those things came up within the last couple of years, number one. And so, like, it's not always, it hasn't always been like that. Um, but I was secure before those things. And uh, I think we actually have a picture of a couple of years ago from you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're referring to anything. At the barbecue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so bad. So, yeah, exactly. He hasn't always been like this. Anyways, but uh, those things are within the last couple of years. But even before that, man, um, you know, God, I was on this journey basically with, with God um, and finding out who I am. You know, it, it's it hadn't been something that I've known from when I was a kid, even in my 20s, didn't know it, acting a fool in my 20s, early 30s, still acting a fool probably. Only in the last couple of years have I like really, really come to understand, you know, identity as from God and understand security because um, I wasn't secure always. And, 
you know, they, the things that we have, I mean, they just, I'm not a worldly dude, man. I could care less about money and things or whatever. The gym is great, you know, but ultimately I, I try to tell people the gym is just to cover up, spread the good news. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really all we want to do. If you come and you ask me as a new member, or if you're uh, uh, like, you have the potential to become a new member, one of the things you're always going to hear me say is that uh, you're going to get a great workout, but at the end of the day, like our goal is to love Jesus and love people. And that's really, really what matters to, mm-hmm. to me, to Katie. Um, and so if we miss that, then we've, we, you may as well throw the gym away. It doesn't even matter. Uh, but yeah. again, those things don't feed any security whatsoever. Uh, there are means uh, using the gifts that I have, you mm-hmm. know, there are means and using the gifts that I have to like, I can't just tell people about the goodness of God. Uh, but they, yeah, they don't, at the end of the day, they're just stuff, man. Yeah. Um, one thing that I realized maybe a couple years ago as well, if you know me, you know that I have a, a lot of fleshly things that I could get confidence from. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up and I was always the kid who was the most athletic in the classroom. Girls thought I was attractive. Those are those those two things alone give young men a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. right? Even I was a pretty smart kid in the classroom as well, football player. A lot of the things that the world speaks to confidence, but what I realized recently, maybe a couple years ago, was that the power that I could walk in when my confidence was in what God said about me mm-hmm was infinitely higher than the confidence that I had in all of my attributes and all of my accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that's so crazy is that that is accessible to everybody, regardless of if you are rich froning build or the dude who looks like he's never been into the gym a day in his life. That same confidence is available for everybody mm-hmm. because it's not built on what you look like, what you can do, how much money you make, none of it. And mm-hmm. the thing about those things is they fade and they fail Amen. because I, I kept hitting these, these places in my life, even my accomplishments and achievements where, where there's always someone better. Oh yeah. And there's always something that you could, could have done better or you could achieve or look a certain way. And so those, I kind of hit the ceiling on some of those things where I was like, I can't even, I can't go any higher. There's people higher than me and I just can't go higher. And and so finding that confidence in what God said about me was Amen. so key. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. And you have to be careful, man, with what the world says, um, you know, in terms of like success, uh, because they can, you can build your identity on that. You know what I mean? Build your identity on like how great a football player you are, uh, how many girls like you, uh, how much money you have. You can mm-hmm. build your identity. And in the same time, you can build your identity on all those failures. Oh, you didn't make it this far. Oh, you did this wrong. Oh, you failed at this. Mm-hmm. And like that can easily, either way, either way can feed your identity. And, and you don't want that to happen because at the end of the day, like that rhetoric just doesn't belong in, in the lives of like godly men, godly women mm-hmm. that, you know, you are the sum of what you've done or what was done to you. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just want to steer clear of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I want to, I do want to emphasize you you were alluded to it earlier, but I want to emphasize, I used to get my confidence from the flesh big time. Oh yeah, same. Like so big time. So anyone who's listening and is thinking, man, I don't even know what he means by getting my confidence identity from God. Yeah. 
I do get it from those things. I, I empathize. Yeah. I like my entire identity was wrapped around uh, what other people thought about me mm-hmm. and my accomplishments and do got girls like me, mm-hmm. you know, which is a huge thing. I have a small group of high school guys. That's like one of the biggest things that they're wrestling through. Yeah. And I get it. It's hard, but it fails you. Absolutely. And it runs out. And then you have to, when it, when it does fail, you have to, to cover it up Yeah. <laughs> by a false sense of strength. Yeah. And one of the things I thought about you or I think about you, um, when I think about a person, a man who is, who's meek, is a man who, who doesn't need to flex because this dude has a lot of things to flex. This guy sitting in front of me has a lot of things to flex and yet you don't flex. Why? Uh, at the end of the day, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want any, I don't really want any attention, man. Like I just want to make Jesus famous and then like, just do what we do. You know, there, there are things I want to take the gifts that he's given me and I just want to give them back to him as my offering. And like, whatever it is that I have, anything that I have, it's all from him. So then why am I going to boast about anything that I have? Like, why not boast about him? You know? Mm You know, Paul says it best, boast all the more in my weakness, um, but why not even boast in your strengths? You know what I mean? And the strengths that he's given, like he's given me the ability to do these things and I, I'm going to do them to the best of my ability in excellence unto him, not even to anybody else. Not like I'm serving the members at the gym, but I'm serving him. And by, by virtue of serving him, I'm now serving you guys. But I like, I want to just everything about me needs to be about him. Anything mm-hmm. that I have is all from him. So there's really no point in like boasting about anything that I have unless I say it as a direct reflection of like the goodness of God at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so anything that I have, man, it is literally just as a result of like the goodness, the mercy of God. And, and that's really all that, that matters. That's the flex, the ultimate flex. How did you get to that point? Oh, millions of mistakes. Uh, you know, like I said, this, this whole journey with God only started like a handful of years ago. And, and before that, I mean, I was a fool doing all the stupidity that you could think of. Um, but I found out very quickly that like when you boast in your abilities, like, I mean, you're going to end up, you're going to end up just like, I mean, done. Like they, your abilities run out at some point they're done, you know, played college ball. And I thought that was really, really cool. But at the end of the day, you like senior year, well, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. So boast more college basketball. Yeah. And then you turn into uncle Rico. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, and whatever it is that you that you have any abilities at some point they run out trust yeah. me and so then it's like why not you know boast about the well that won't run dry you know yeah. and, and ultimately man again everything is from him and we just give it right back to him as our yeah. offering so yeah we see i mean you see that all the time with with older dudes that are 45 and whenever a young man does well in a football game their response is well, back in my day, <laughs> yes. back in my, Throw that ball you don't even know, yeah. you don't even know, you don't even, back in my day, people hit way harder. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we, we ran faster. We, even though like it's scientifically proven that sports have gotten better. Yeah. It's, you're still the guy that's, well, you don't, you guys don't know how it is, you know, <laughs> you don't know. I'm just <laughs> and that's like, I don't want to be the dude Never, man. that has to bring up something I've accomplished when, when someone else does something. And I have been that guy. Yeah. We all, my, my, my whole life, 
I, I had to always one up other dudes. Sure. Yeah. Because it was my own insecurity mm -hmm. that couldn't allow this man to be better than me at something. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. how crazy is it that we as men believe that we have to be the best at literally everything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it is crazy and it's, it's unfortunate because it, it sometimes can be our motivation and it becomes detrimental at that point if, if it is our motivation. Um, but you want to, again, like if the world says it, you want to try to probably steer clear of it to mm -hmm. the best of your ability because the world is going to pump you up and it's going to feel it's going to gas you up in a bad way sometimes, especially whenever it comes to like competition and being competitive as a man. You know, you need to do this and you need to beat this team from a young age, man. Like kids are taught competition. Sports is everything. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like you have to beat this team. You have to beat this other guy. And when that when you're brought up in that type of like environment, there's nothing wrong with competition. Healthy competition is good because it, I think competition breeds excellence. But at the end of the day, like if it becomes your motivation, man, then it's, you're, you're missing it. You're missing the mm -hmm. heart of it. And, uh, there is again, kind of alluding back to, you know, the very first question, there's security and like being okay with like either getting beat or not being the best, you know, yeah. it's good to be driven to be the best, but what's your purpose behind being the best? Is it so that people can like, Oh wow, look at Silas, you know, how great he is. Or is it, man, is your, is your motivation? God, thank you for these gifts. Thank you for allowing me to reach this pinnacle. Now, what do I need to do with this, mm -hmm. with this platform that you just gave me? How can I make your name known across the earth? Whatever, you know? So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's again, you display that so well. So like at the gym, one of the things that I've noticed, since day one is that whenever people are learning, doing uh, workouts, whatever, you always lift them up. Mm. You always build them up. You always encourage them. They finish the workout, even myself specifically. There's so many workouts where I'm like, man, I did not do well in that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you were always just like, you know, you got it. It's just, it's going to take some time, whatever. You would always build me up. And there was never a need. Like you don't, I just, you don't have this need to be like, Oh, you guys finished that workout. Well, guess what? I did it two minutes faster with a 30 pound weight vest <laughs> and uh, 200 pounds more on the, the bar, sure. you know? Yeah. I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like, yeah, you'll joke. Yeah. But Seriously, there's so many times, even for myself, if I, that if someone like accomplishes something, yeah. you know, and I know that I've done something, quote unquote, more or like mm -hmm. heavier weight or faster, mm -hmm. I would feel the need to to say that. Oh, that's cool that you did that, but I did this. Yeah, you know, and and that struggle that I think we as men have to. What wh what do you think is the cause of why men feel like they can't just give someone credit and, and just like, Hey, that's awesome. You did it. Yeah. How are you able to do it? And so many other men can't, uh, you just, you want to lift others up. You know, there's multiple verses in the Bible, um, that are like coming to mind, but one of them is, uh, ultimately like not to look after your own interests, but to look after the interests of others. And it's like, how is me boasting about anything that I've done gonna, um, like elevate you, you know what I mean? Cause at the end of the day, like, I just want to, I want to elevate you guys. I want to lift you guys up, you know? And so lifting myself up over anybody, it like, it doesn't do any good. It draws attention to myself. And at the end of the day, again, I don't want attention. Like I need to put attention on him. 
And I just want to like make sure that you guys know like y'all are doing well, man. Like mm -hmm. it's the gym, yeah, but it's it's everything in life. You're doing so well at everything and like you you got to see yourself the way that he sees you and like hear the things that he thinks about you so that like you're able to keep running your race, you know? And then there's a verse in Proverbs and, and I don't remember it exactly, but it says something to the effect of like don't ever like boast about yourself. Let your praise come from another man's lips. And mm -hmm. so I, there's there's no need to ever say anything and I, I I take that I don't know again it's it's one thing to like quote a Bible verse but it's another thing to actually believe it and then live it and mm -hmm. so I want to be a person uh, and I, I, I'm not gonna go off on a tangent here but anytime I read the word I don't like read the word to know anything I just or excuse me I don't read the word to gain knowledge I read the word to know him and one of the first things mm -hmm. that I say when I read the word is like, Father, let me just become the words that are written down here. As simple yeah. as that. Like, let me just be what you wrote down in here. And so, you know, if I'm not supposed to boast about myself, then I don't even want to say anything, dude. Like, it's all good. And and so there's no need whatsoever for me. If I'm, if I'm living off the word, if I'm really doing what the word says, then like, I don't need to say anything about myself. Like, let somebody else do it. Like, mm -hmm. if, if it's in his will, then someone else will, you know, give you a shout out or whatever it, it is that... that he believes that you need, you know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. You said man. something interesting just a second ago, basically, and you, you said it earlier too, but I want to go back to it because you said, I don't want the attention. I feel like that's something we especially struggle with. Like we all want attention. Like yeah. I, I want attention, M me specifically. That's why I, I would act. So much of my motivation in my life has just been to get attention. Yeah. Because I got something out of it. it felt good to get attention. I felt like important, I guess. Like mm -hmm. I felt seen. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm something if, if people see me and notice me. Yeah. Right. Um, so why don't you want attention? I think people equate attention with their own value. And so if people are like paying attention to you, oh, you're this valuable to me. So I will pay this much attention to you almost if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, um, if you, for me specifically, if, if I don't feel like I really needed, I don't, I mean, I, I don't feel like I need attention. Um, but like, I know my value, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like heaven paid a high price for me to be, to be free, to walk free, to, uh, to be able to do the things that I'm doing with a guilt-free conscience, you know, uh, heaven paid a really high price for me to do that. And so my value, I already know, like, man, it's up here. You know what I mean? Like you don't pay a million dollars for a, you know, for a, a lemon car, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You pay a million dollars for like the, the top notch car. Mm -hmm. Well, God in his like ultimate mercy paid the highest ransom that he possibly could in his own son. And it's like, Hey Drew, this is how much you're worth to me. And like, mm -hmm. that's my value. So then whether people pay me attention or don't pay me attention, I'm good, man, because like my, like I know what it is mm -hmm. that I'm worth, you know, the blood of the son of God. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is the reason you don't need attention from other people, validation from other people, affirmation from other people. Not that those are bad things. Sure. But the reason that you don't strive for that mm. is because you get so much of it from God. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your one-on-one -on -one time in the, if you ever get to talk to me, whoever is listening or whatever, like one thing I'm big on is intimacy with Jesus. And, uh, I've only really started to understand it myself in a sense of like what it actually means whenever I say that. Uh, I always took it as like, it's just one-on-one -on -one time with God, but I had to recently explain it to a couple of people. What does that actually look like? What do you say? Well, ultimately it's, it's just me communicating with him in a sense that like, I just want to be with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of the day, I'm the bride of Christ. You know what I mean? So like, I want to be intimate with the father, intimate with the son as to like become one, you know, and, and I want to just be everything that he's called me to be. 
And in those intimate moments with him, like I get like his, his, uh, his, it's, it's like he gives me his full attention. It's really weird because he's everywhere all the time. Obviously here, he's over there. He's in like every country, every space, every place, you know what I mean? And it's like in that moment, whenever I have these intimate moments with Jesus, it's like I'm getting his undivided attention, even though he's everywhere. And I'm just filling my mind, like renewing my mind, like Roman says, renewing my mind with all the things that he thinks about me. And man, mm. like, I'm just, I try to saturate my mind with, with only the things that he says about me and like put all my stock in that, not yeah. in anything else. Yeah. So when you even start your day yeah. hearing from the creator of the universe, Amen. how valuable you are, you get affirmed by God. You know how much value you have. You feel seen. You feel heard. Amen. You feel loved. Yeah. Then you can go out into the world, mm -hmm. and you don't have to demand everybody's attention mm. and say, "Hey, validate me, affirm yeah. me, Amen. speak identity into me," because it's already been done. Amen. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's awesome, man. And you can see, you can see that play out. Another thing you kind of talked about is intimacy. Like the way you're talking is is kind of countercultural from the world's view of a man. You know, mm, you're yeah. talking about in intimacy, talking about yeah. like relationship with, with the, in a way like this man yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's, there's a state of almost insufficiency in yourself that you're communicating. Like you're basically saying, I need to get all this from God. Mm. I need to hear all these from God. Like, yeah, are 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 you admitting to having insufficiency in yourself? Hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I I by myself would like left to myself. I could do bad all alone, and like I didn't. I wouldn't need anybody to help me mess up my own life. I I would do that hundred percent. Um. So I, I absolutely am not sufficient on my own. Like he is my daily bread. He he fills me up. You know, like I said, he's the well that won't run dry, man. He fills my cup. You know, he anoints my head with oil. And these are even that like little stuff like that. That's intimacy with him. Like whenever mm -hmm. I'm one on, like I know we're here together, but one on one with the father, man. Thank you that you anoint my head with oil. Thank you, Lord, that you fill me up. God, thank you that you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thank you that you changed me. And I'm just like spitting all these things back to him that he's done for me mm -hmm. and growing in it. And like that physically, like, you know, you hear people quote, you know, tra be transformed by the renewing of your mind well what does that mean well yeah. this is what it means it means like saying these things to him filling your head like actually saying them filling your head with these thoughts that way your mind doesn't like linger on the things maybe that you've done which is sometimes what people get their identity from yeah. like i'm the summation of everything that i've done or what was done to me but yeah man absolutely insufficient on my own he like you literally have to go and like get filled with him, mm -hmm. you know, every day, whether it's first thing in the morning, midday, end of the day, it doesn't even, it needs to be an all day thing. You want to be in communion with God. Like that's a whole nother subject. Cause, yeah. but yeah, you want to be in communion with him as much as possible, man. Like while you're driving, while you're at work, whether you're at lunch, whatever it might be, and just completely get filled with him and let him saturate you yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the big things that, young men struggle with the most men in general in the world here all the time you gotta you gotta take care of all the stuff yourself mm. you you gotta be that dude 24 7 you can't you can't fail you can't lack mm. you can't be insufficient you can't be weak yeah and all of the things i hear you saying is is the opposite of i am those things yeah. and yet God says this about me and yet God fills me up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
you know, you said something, you know, you can't fail. And it was a while back, but the Lord um, showed me, you know, that uh, like the fear, like man, not just men, but women as well, but man in general has this fear of failure. And ultimately what he explained to me is that like fear of failure is actually rooted in pride because you're worried about failing because of how it will make you look. Mm. And it's, it's, if you're worried about what you look like, then your mind's not on him. There's this verse in the Bible and it says, uh, whether you eat or whether you drink, you belong to the Lord. So I just took it, put my own spin on it because I was, oh man, I was so afraid when we first opened the gym, I was like, God, I'm going to fail. No one's going to come to the gym and it's just, I'm just going to look terrible. And again, he was just like, dude, you're, you're rooting your fear of failure and pride. And so like, cash your cares on me. You know what I mean? I'll take care of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of hard work involved, but at the end of the day, like fear of failure is rooted in pride because you're worried about what you look like. So I took that verse, whether you eat or whether you drink, you belong to the Lord. And I just put my own spin on it. I said, well, if I fail with the gym, I still belong to him. Yeah. And if I succeed at the gym, well, then I guess we still belong to him. So whether yeah. we fail or we succeed, we belong to God. Yeah. And it, it just took the the fear of failure. Well, excuse me. It took pride and it just threw it out the door. And then without pride, well, then I have no fear of failure. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. So yeah. it's okay to be afraid. To, I mean, it's okay to fail, you know, like people mess up a lot yeah. and I'm king of fools. So yeah. 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 I think that's something that if you hear nothing else for me, know that you are going to fail, mm-hmm. that you are going to not measure up, that you are going to lose, that you are going to be insecure be insufficient, but God is going to fill and God can fill all where, where you lack, Mm -hmm. God can abound all the more. Amen. And not only that, but it's almost like the more lack you have, the more space that God Mm -hmm. has to fill and the more power you actually walk in. Amen. And that's helped me so much. I mean, it took me a long time to get to these ideas and, and for those listening, if you're just thinking to yourself, man, I, I've been, I've been doing this false sense of security my whole life. And deep down, I got so much insecurity. Just know brother or sister, you're not alone. Like I, dude, I was so insecure, Mm -hmm. like so insecure. And I was quote unquote, that dude, Mm -hmm. you know, I've always been that dude. Yeah. It succeeded at levels that uh, many have never succeeded at. And yet I was still so insecure. Yeah. Uh, I was so, my foundation was so shaky. Mm-hmm. You know, if I failed, like my identity was shaken. Yeah. Can you imagine a life where you can go through anything without questioning who you are? Amen. Yeah. That is a life worth living. And it wasn't until recently I stopped I stopped with a certain mindset. The mindset was, are you afraid? Are you scared? Does it make you uncomfortable? Avoid it. Like I had this mindset of, I want I'm going to avoid the things that scare me or I'm afraid of. And it switched to, I want to be unshakable. Hmm. Right? So it's like the goal is not to be, to avoid the things that make me uncomfortable or make me shaky. Yeah. The goal is to be an unshakable man. Yeah. And Psalm 15 talks about this. It kind of lists through. It says, um, who, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? He who walks in, te- with, in integrity work, speaks truth in his heart. Amen. And then it goes and lists like all these other things. And at the end of Psalm 15, it says, 
A man who does these things will never be shaken. Amen. And that became my new goal. I want to be a man that, that's not shaken. I want to be a man that if anybody came up to me and said, hey, guess what I found out about you? Mm. I would say, what? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get a chill down my back because, hey, people already know the worst of what I've done because I'm not afraid of the very worst thing I've ever done. Amen. And the amount of guys that walk around with so much stuff in their heart of the only ones that know they did this and they're so afraid is it's like unbelievable how many men are walking around like you're in chains mm-hmm. you're shackled to to these things that are keeping you insecure yeah because you just think to yourself man it, yeah people like me people love me but if but if they knew this mm-hmm. about yeah. me would they yeah. still like me would they still love me yeah i love the the quote i don't know who said it somewhere but if you can't talk about it it owns you mm. and that's that that just that I'm not saying that you have to go tell everybody everything you've ever done. I'm just saying that if you're so terrified to face something, it kind of owns you. Mm-hmm. But being a man that is okay with who he is, that can look himself in the mirror and know that he's loved by God mm-hmm. for who he is, that's a man who can walk in security yeah. and confidence. Amen. You know, you talk about being known, and I think I've shared this with you before, but the woman at the well, there's so many, you know, um, just lessons to be learned there. But one of the lessons that like sticks out to me with regard to being fully known is that Jesus at the end of it all, he's talking to her and he says, uh, you know, bring me or, or, you know, bring your husband around or where's your husband? And she says, uh, I don't have a husband. And he's like, Oh, you know, you're telling the truth. You don't have a husband. And even you've had five and the guy you're with, he's not even your husband. And like shortly after that, she drops the water, you know, she drops her pitcher of water and she runs to the town. And she comes back into Samaria and she says, oh my gosh, come and meet some, come and meet the man, come and meet a man that told me everything that I've ever done. It was like in a moment, she was like, I'm fully known. Mm -hmm. He knows everything about me and he loves me. You know what I mean? And it's like, she didn't say, hey, come and meet this prophet who's over here. Like just, you know, telling me all this stuff. It's come and meet a man that told me everything that I've ever done. There's something beautiful about being known. There's definitely freedom in being known. Um, Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of really good stuff. We could talk about this forever, but I want to I wanna talk, uh, talk about something specific as well. Um, talking about uh, man, manhood, identity, um, kind of that, what, what is masculinity in a way? We've kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, one of the things that we as men are told not to do is cry, is be emotional, just like not engage that entire side of humanity, which to me is absolutely insane now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to, I used to think that, um, one of the things that you really love to do isn't typically seen as something super masculine and strong and that's singing. Yeah. And yet you do it. Amen. Um, pretty well, which is on Spotify now, right <laughs> now available on Spotify. Drew Gonzalez. Stop it. Uh, you can actually hear his uh, music right now. It's on Spotify. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even know you could do that. Uh, again, for those who are listening and not watching. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Drew Gonzalez on Spotify playing. And well, I can't help myself. Woo! 
stop it. Look at that. I'm at a loss <laughs> Can you hear that angelic voice? That's not true. When I think Can we just pause for a moment and just stop the entire Spotify? I know you've been so good. Can't believe you did that. Uh, sorry, I had to do that. Shameless plug. It's all good. Um, yeah, Ceiling Fan Sessions uh, are on Spotify. Amazing. Um, but yeah, dude, it's just you singing love songs. Yeah. To God. Tell me about that. Uh, well, ultimately, man, it's just worship. And I uh, never knew I could sing until only a handful of years ago, a couple of years ago, man. Um, I've always loved to sing, but uh, this is something pretty new. Um, and, and yeah, it is just, it's just singing love songs back to him. It's just telling him how much, like, I appreciate him, how much I love him, how much I adore him. You know, and it's just like, again, like whatever, whatever comes down from heaven, whatever comes down from our heavenly father is a gift. And then it's our opportunity. It's like we take that gift and then it becomes our opportunity to give it back to him as our offering. He gives you a gift, you return it back to him as an offering. And so it's just me like, you know, we don't have to give, you know, three pigeons and a, a flower and, you know, this much, you know, wheat or whatever. We just give him whatever he gives us right back to him. Uh, and so ultimately it's just it's just my offering back to him. Like, Lord, thank you for this. And like, here it is right back to you. And if you want to use it for anything, then you just use it for your good, for your glory and my good God. And, and I just trust you with it. But the whole worship and writing songs is, it's been a crazy journey only in the last three years now. But, uh, yeah, I, I love it. I, you know, if you know me, I love doing CrossFit and I'm telling you, like, I probably love writing and singing more than I love CrossFit and even basketball and whatnot, even yeah. the Dallas Cowboys probably. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I genuinely love it. And, uh, it all started with a dream back in 2019, um, where the Lord just gave me lyrics to a song and I could, uh, see the chords on the guitar being played. And uh, a day later, I I had forgotten about it, but a day later, I, I just sat down and wrote an entire song in 30 minutes. But it, it doesn't always happen like that. But that one specifically was, you know, it was God-given at the end of the day. And, and I'm grateful for it. And it, it is okay to express yourself, obviously, in, like, in songs, love songs, worship songs to him. Um, you look at Psalms in general, and King David was big on that, man. Mm -hmm. You know, he just always was like, just pouring his heart out, you know, every time. And, and he was like one of the most, like, you know, God calls him a man after his own heart. Like, yeah, I want to be like that for yeah. sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I want to, this podcast to do is just demolish this idea that, that as men, we can't be emotional, that we can't be soft, that we can't be gentle, hmm. that we can't lift others up and put others first. Amen. Because, that's to me what God created men to be. Mm -hmm. You know, we're supposed to be strong, mm -hmm. but more importantly, we're supposed to have the strength to control that strength. Yeah. We're supposed to have the, the spirit, I should say, to control that strength Amen. and use that strength for good. Amen. To defend the widows and the orphans. Yeah. To take care of the poor. Mm -hmm. To fight for those who are marginalized to mm. lift up others and encourage others, empower others. Yeah. And that's where it all switched for me. And that's, I guess going back to the very beginning saying how this is one of the, the people that I want to be like is you're a dude who, when people are around you, they feel lifted up. Mm. They feel empowered. 
they feel loved, they feel com- cared for. And, and one of the things that makes you extraordinary, because there's a lot of people who do that, but one of the things that makes you extraordinary is that you do that to other men. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you extraordinary because most men can't do that to other men because they feel that, that competitive nature of, oh, who's alpha here? Mm. Who's, you know, I, I got to flex. I got a mm. peacock. I got I to gotta stand up tall, put my shoulders back and, and say, oh, you know, yeah. I got to pretend to be strong. Yeah. But you have your strength, and yet you don't do that. You still can continue to empower. And, and uh, I love that because it's like that's what we should be as men. Like, hey, I'll cry with you, and mm. you could see me cry. But if, if you want to throw hands, we could throw hands. <laughs> yeah. From the south side of the <laughs> yeah, kingdom. As come they on. Say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is, like, there's not a lot of men in this world that, that are walking in both of those things. Mm. Those Hey, like I'm soft and gentle and empowering and encouraging and, and meek, but at the same time, don't come in here hmm. and, and, and try to hurt people. And yeah. like, I'm, we're not going to have that, you know, like that strength, but that control, like that meekness. And that's, that's the word I would use the meekness that hmm. you have. You embody meekness. Um, because for the longest time it was like, for me in my life, I was like, man, the, the guy to, to look after was the guy that was just the most powerful. Mm, yeah. That was like dominating people. Mm-hmm. And it switched to me. Mm-hmm. To me, it's the guy now who actually gets underneath people yeah. and pushes them up, yeah. not gets on top of them and pushes them down. Yeah. We, uh, Paul says, you know, we're to be imitators of Christ. And uh, a couple things. Anytime, if you ever are around me, you know, physically hanging out with me, around me, like one of just my personal goals is like to be so in love with Jesus that when you hang out with me, it feels like you've just hung out with Jesus. You know, like you've like we've just been around like this guy knows Jesus. That's man. If I could be known for anything, know me number one for loving Katie. But well, never know me number one for loving Jesus. But then number two for loving Katie. But man, I just want people to feel like they've been with Jesus, man. Yeah. And I just want to know him so well that you feel that. Uh, but then, you know, with regard to being imitators of Christ, like you, you just, if you didn't, if you didn't see it in his life, then you don't want it, man. Like if, if there's like, if your goal is to be the biggest, baddest alpha, I mean, look, look at the life of Christ. Like, where was he that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you said it really well that like, you know, we, we want to come up under other people, guys specifically and lift them up. And I mean, I look at him and he took 12 dudes and then just flipped the world upside down. You know, yeah. I mean? he empowered, like they kicked it with him for a whole minute and he empowered them so much that like, we're still talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they didn't, they weren't even after making a name yeah. for themselves. You yeah. know, it was like, how do we make him famous? But I'm again, like he got, he was so good at it. And it's like, Lord, let me just be that. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. This is really crazy. Tupac. He said, I don't have to change the world, but I want to influence the mind that does. And like, man, I would love to be able to just empower someone who I don't have to change the world. I don't care. Like, number one, he already changed the world, but I don't have to do anything great, man. But if I can have an, a, an impact on the next, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or next Silas Nasita, God, let it be so, but let it be for your glory, man. Yeah. You know, anyways. Yeah, yeah dude. I love that so much. Um, yeah, I just, I, I want guys out there so bad like imagine a city starting with a city imagine a city where every guy in the city every time they got with another guy they left built up 
mm, not pushed down. Yeah. Empowered to walk in their giftings. Yeah. Uh, like just interactions where you guys come in contact with each other and they're able to share where they're, they're falling short mm-hmm. and build each other up yeah. rather than to constantly flex, you know, yeah. I, I, I cannot imagine the impact and, and, uh, that's kind of the hope for this, this podcast is that people are impacted. And I know there's some, some ladies that listen as well. Shout out Sam, Sam. Uh, she's, a such a good friend, uh, a friend of uh, my, one of my old teammates, but she's listening and says that this has been impacting her in a positive way. So shout out Sam. Um, but for you women too, to know what to look for in a man and mm. men, like this is what men should be. You know, like yeah. if a man is, is dominating you, he's not walking in his calling. He's not walking in his identity. And, mm. and I, that's something that I'm constantly disciplining myself w- with Taylor Yeah, is if I'm just telling her, Hey, we're doing this. Yeah. I'm not walking in, in my identity. My identity is saying, Hey, Hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. What do you want to do? Where do you feel comfortable with? Yeah. And empowering her to make decisions yeah. rather than just telling her this is how it's going to be. Yeah. You know? And it's so crazy because you got to war against yourself. Yeah. And so that's, that's a question for, that's a good question right there. I was like, we've talked about what it, what you should be. You should be this person who gets underneath people and builds them up. But how do you do that, man? Uh, well, there is a like dying to yourself for sure. You know, the Bible says uh, to carry your cross. You know what I mean? So like uh, you want to ultimately like take whatever it is, whatever uh, privileges it is that you think you have, whatever, you know, like whatever it is that you think about yourself that makes you like prideful or like have this kind of like privileged attitude. I just want to crucify it like already and be like, okay, I don't have any more rights. Like number one, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer me that lives. It's Christ that lives in me. So again, like if you believe that, like if you just quote it, do your thing. But if you believe it, I have been crucified with, but I'm dead. I'm no longer here anymore. This is Christ that lives in me, the hope of glory. So then like, if I'm, if I'm actually going to live that out, then I need to make sure that like I daily, like God, Lord, let (laughs) less of me, more of you, you know, like I want all of you to be everything that comes out of me at all times. Again, Mm -hmm. if my goal is to make sure that people feel like they kicked it with Jesus, then like there needs to be zero Andrew Gonzalez anywhere. And, and, and at the end of the day, like you just have to daily like, Lord, man, I just, I, I, I give no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust, what the Bible says, you know? And I just want to like, I have to have to like make an impact for you. Not I have to, excuse me, but I get to make an impact for you. And I'm going to, I'm about letting you just speak through me, whatever that looks like. So that like, I'm able to come up under people and lift them up. Cause that's what you would do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I, I hope that kind of explains it a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'll end with this question. This is, we've kind of talked about it a lot, but what would you say is the one piece of advice? How, how should I word this actually? Yeah, I guess that. What's the one piece of advice you would have for young people, young men? Uh, well, you know, I, the, the two big things that I always tell people, you know, are number one, you get in this world, in this life that we have, the two most important things to me is number one, you get Jesus, whatever it costs you, like friends, family, it doesn't matter, you know, relationships, whatever it is, like you get Jesus and and that's it. Number two, you, you find your identity in Christ. Um, and so, you know, get your identity, know who you are in Christ, know 
like what he thinks about you, what he says about you, because ultimately that's the most important thing. Uh, and in the process of doing that, you'll find that you're you're not the sum of things that you've done. You're not a, the you're not the consequence, the, you're not predicated based on the thing, like your life is not predicated on the things that you've done. You're not the consequence of all the things that you're done. You're a product of what was done for you. And you need to always let that speak louder than anything. If you let your life experience speak louder than the word, then you've elevated your life experience over the word. And that's your God versus him being your God. Cause you can have like, Oh, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what was done to me. Okay. If that's your story, then that's your God and not him. But we're supposed, you know, we sing, this is my story. This is my song, praising my savior all the day long. But we want to walk around as a product of what was done to us. And you just can't do that, man. You elevate his story, what was done for you, as opposed to what was done to you or what you've done, because mm-hmm. it's always greater and, and it speaks louder, you know, speaks more um, for you. So hopefully that helps answer that. Yeah. Man. One of the things that Drew will often say is live life sun conscious, mm. not sin conscious. Amen. Explain that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, in the most simple form, I'll take the gym. You know, one of the things that when we started the, the gym, one of the things that we, we did not want, we don't want a lot of things there, but we did not want gossip to be prevalent. And so in the process of, of, again, learning my identity, um, you know, I realized like you don't wake up and try not to sin. You don't wake up and focus on not sinning. So we didn't want gossip there. So then I don't wake up thinking in my head, okay, I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to gossip because ultimately all that does is it makes me think about gossiping. So in a sense, I have become sin conscious. What he's alluding to son conscious, son or daughter conscious is like, well, I don't have to wake up thinking about not sinning, I wake up and I know who I am. I wake up as like a son of the most high God. And and one of the first things me personally that I always say is good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for my identity in you. Thank you that you've made me who I am. Thank you that I'm no longer what I've done, God. Thank you that, Lord, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And, and I speak these things over myself. So I'm waking up in my identity knowing who I am as opposed to not thinking about sin and in the process of thinking about who I am, my identity and everything that he's done for me, I don't even think about sin. So it's not like waking up, trying not to sin. It's waking up knowing who you are. Uh, and so that in its simplest form. So, but you can take gossip and put whatever it is your struggle is there. Is it drugs? Is it alcohol? Is it porn? Is it sex? Is it lust? Is it greed? Is it envy? Is it anything? Just stop thinking about it because you don't try to change yourself. You can't change yourself. You, you have to let him change you. Yeah. So you stop trying to think about those things and think about the, whatever is true, whatever is noble. You know what I mean? Like yeah. think on these things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so good. Amen. I love that so much. Uh, Cross for 1510. Come on. Saturday mornings, 9 China spring, 9am free community workout. Come join us anytime. If you want to hear very condensed versions of all that we've talked about today and to, to come see if, if Drew has been lying <laughs> this entire 52 yeah, minutes. Very true. Um, uh, yeah, dude, I, well, I, I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. I really appreciate all that you, you have done for so many people's lives. I can see impacted through a gym because I've been in a lot of gyms. Yeah. Same. I've seen the culture of gyms. And CrossFit 1510 is different. Amen. It's different for a reason, and that was because this man committed from the beginning to have a, a gym where identities are spoken into, true identities are spoken into, where people are built up, 
encouraged, empowered. Um, and community is, is just happening. And, yeah. and I mean, it, it has become one of the things that I look forward to every single week, Saturday mornings, Amen. 9 a.m. I mean, the other days as well, but specifically 9 a.m. on Saturday because of the community that's formed in that. Um, the last thing I, wanna, I want to make very clear to listeners is that um, if at any point in this podcast you heard that we're better than you, <laughs> that is the opposite of what we're trying to communicate. Amen, yeah. And, uh, like, I mean, Paul said it in the Bible, chief of sinners. <laughs> like, that's the guy who wrote, like, half the New Testament. Yeah. He said he was chief of, chief of sinners, and I would say the same. I have learned the hard way in a lot of things, and and I'm by no means there yet. Yeah. All the things that we're talking about, and Drew would probably agree with me, and he probably will right now, but... These are things that you have to choose every day. Yeah. You have to wake up and choose today. Like, like I mean, he was talking about it. Like, every morning he wakes up, and, and it's it's this invitation to God to come in and, and help him through the day. Yeah. It, the, the gospel is simple. It's that I am insufficient on my own. I could not get there by myself. Yeah. My identity, my confidence, my security, all of that was shot to hell. Yeah. And Jesus came in, paid a heavy price. Yeah. So that I could have my identity back, mm. my confidence mm. in Christ, my security. Yeah. I'm loved Amen. for who I am. I'm fully known and fully loved by yeah. God. Yeah. And that I could have those things back. Mm. That I don't have to walk around in shame. Mm. I don't have to walk around in my life hiding yeah. from the light because I'm afraid of what people might think of me or see in me. God already sees every single thing yeah. in your life and in my life and in Drew's life. And yet... The things he said, you should just read them. Yeah. Like read what he says about you despite all those things. Yeah. He says he he loves you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, like if you want, you can just DM me on IG. I'll send you just a list of things yeah. that God says about you. And just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Heavenly Father has compassion on those who fear him. Amen. He has so much compassion for you. He understands. and. Yeah. And this is an invitation to, to accept the, the gift that God is trying to give you to have your confidence, security, identity, man, those things that everybody wants so badly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, bro. Amen. Uh, can you close us in prayer? Yeah. Uh, Father, thank you so much that you're with us, man, every step of the way and everything that we do. Um, Holy Spirit, thank you that you got us. And uh, I just pray, Lord, whatever it is that we've spoken today, God, that whoever needs to hear it, the right people would hear it, Lord, that it would minister to their hearts like only like only you can do. Uh, bless Silas, bless his wife, bless his business, Lord. Uh, bless this podcast, God, uh, and bring good out of it, Lord, for your glory. Uh, and just be, be with every listener, wherever they're at, anybody watching on YouTube, whatever, Lord, be with all of them, God. And again, just, just move in their lives like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Drew Gonzalez, everybody, thanks for, for coming on the show the podcast and make sure to check out Drew Gonzalez on Spotify. <laughs> you can find her on Spotify right now. You've got two singles out. King of Kings. Look what you've done. If you need a song to, if you need somebody singing you to sleep at night, <laughs> Shout it's out right Matt here. Lucas. <laughs> this is it right here. Heck yeah. Well, I can't help myself.